I thought you were booked up all day and that's why you couldn't help dad with the dead butt, that thing in the motel. I am booked up, David. You should see my schedule. I'm positively bedeviled with meetings, etc. Ding-a-ding, and welcome back to season four of Shitlist. It's the morning after, and we find Patrick and David basking in the afterglow of their first kiss, while the motel festers in the aftermath of a guest's unexpected death. Alexis helps Ted find her replacement at the vet, and Johnny offers vodka and cinnamon buns to the guests during a mandatory happy hour. Welcome back to Shitlist as we toast to the season four premiere, Dead Body in Room 4. Well, hello, hello, and welcome back, everybody. Season hello. four. We We're back it. at it. We're back. Oh, God. After crickets for weeks. Sorry Couple about that. Couple weeks. <laughs> Not too we, many, though. We've taken longer breaks, but we did we fail have. at the social media. We always uh, say we're okay. going to be so active and then we just chill out for a couple weeks and re- I refresh. I think we needed our break. I think we, we always, both yeah, needed our break. It. But honestly, I'm ready to come back. I know you won't feel the same Me way too. too. <laughs> like a week ago, you're like, okay, I think I'm ready to to get back yes. in this. And yes. Need this. I need this routine. like hour of laughter and release every week. Exactly. So. And hopefully you all feel the same way. Well, like I said, we're back for season four. We we're now, back. we've passed the halfway threshold of this series which is kind of crazy i feel like it's gonna move even faster now we're going yeah. downhill we're we on the downhill the um, and stephanie yeah happy anniversary happy anniversary we are one year old <laughs> i know you know what's funny is so last week and so a week before this is coming out i realized it was our one year anniversary from when our premiere episode debuted mm-hmm. in 2021 And then when I realized that I was at an apple orchard that I was also at last year when our first episode went out. So it was like... I remember you had pictures from the mill and the little town there, right? We found a little Schitt's Creek-like town. And that was literally a year to the date or on the weekend. But we went to the same place. And I was like, oh my gosh, last time I was here, our episode was coming out. I know. I think your mom and I, we got a couple other messages. Hard to believe it's only been a year, but... I think that's because we go by seasons. It feels like we've been doing this for three years. That's, I know. Sometimes we really? said, remember last year? It was like, actually, that was just four months no, ago. Just but like, yeah. We live in the show's world. So yes, for us, it's, we do. each season feels like a year. But good for us. We made it. We made it. And we're halfway through. And my laptop is still alive. <laughs> Thank goodness. <laughs> on the verge of death. But hopefully it lasts just three <laughs> more seasons. Sprinkle some ho- holy water on yes. the thing when you're dead. So. Keep it fresh. Um, so what else happened while we were gone? You have any well, updates, let's news? before we drag it out any further. I think it's important to acknowledge the winner of season three. Oh, we yes. always leave that as a cliffhanger. Hey. Um, we will put this in in post because your trophy is still in route. Should be here by the weekend. But Katie, congratulations for your Thank second you. win. <laughs> Another clean sweep. You took it with Grad Night episode thirteen. Well, you know, done. I got a FedEx text. Yesterday that I was going to get a delivery today and I was like, oh, that's got to be the trophy. But I don't know what happened because I didn't get the trophy or any FedEx package today. Well, it's nope delayed. There it is. Uh, Jeff Bezos is sending you the trophy. So freaking Jeff Bezos. Yeah, we can blame him. Um, But no, congratulations. Thank you. A great argument for your episode. Well-deserved. And I was happy that I got a few votes. It was it was a clean sweep. You but did. Within, it was close. Within though. the categories, it wasn't a clean sweep. Although always. I got a bone to pick with your mom. She's given you the the relationship, the relationship vote every time. Oh, 
It's a, it's a pity vote, 100%. <laughs> Just let me have that. Okay, yeah, you can have it, but, <laughs> but I'm like, I was, oh, come on. <laughs> I felt really good, too. Your good friend, Michelle, threw a vote she my did. way for one of the categories. I'm like, okay, she's being she an honest viewer. I'm going to have to have a talk with her, is what I said to that. <laughs> uh, but no, thank you to everyone who voted. We really appreciate it a lot. And That's always um, a fun week. I like, I like watching those votes week. come in. Yeah, it was a good time. So thank you all for voting, and congrats again, Katie. Thank you. All right, but this this season, I tell you what, I'm I'm refreshed. I'm ready. So watch your back. All right, I'll watch my back. <laughs> uh, um, any other updates from over break, though? Well, I had a couple things noted. So just after we recorded, Sarah Levy celebrated her birthday on September 10th. Oh, so our episode actually birthday. came out on the 11th, but okay, we had already we had recorded it. it. Mm-hmm. So happy belated to Sarah our own Twyla. Mm -hmm. And I also read a little tidbit that they're making the, you know, the haunted mansion attraction. Oh, I love the haunted mansion. They're making that into a movie. I think starting next year and Dan Levy is going to be a member of the cast. So it's very, um, tight-lipped as to what he's going to be. And there's a lot of like big name cameos. Is it like an animated movie? Because they made a live action with Eddie Murphy. I never saw it, but it was more like a kitty movie. Yeah, I, I don't really know that much about it. I could only see oh. some like beginning production details about it. Well, that's exciting. There's other uh, like Rosario Dawson and Owen Wilson, I think, are the leads. And then I read, you know, big name cameos such as Danny DeVito, Jamie Lee Curtis, mm. Dan Levy, a couple okay. others. So, well, that's cool. uh, not a lot of info out there on it yet. I just think of happening. Owen Wilson like seeing ghosts and being like, wow. Wow. <laughs> like, like from Armageddon, wow. his Armageddon. Like, yeah, I can I can hear it. I can totally hear it. I get you. I got it. Uh, so well, that's the only cool. news I had. Anything yeah. else on your end? Well, I just want to mention, we talked about it before, but now it's actually affecting our lives is that Shit's Creek happening. is officially leaving Netflix. The day this episode comes out, October 2nd, is the last day you can watch um, Shit's Creek on Netflix and then it's already on Hulu so you can jump over anytime I still need to make that jump by next week but I gotta I gotta confirm my jump because we had Hulu we were piggybacking on my niece Crystal's uh oh yeah you better send her a text after this well she had gotten it for free through Spotify years and years ago and was just grandfathered in and now all of a sudden it just doesn't work and I'm like oh Oh. dang did they end that feature it was like a, a, a trial or something that's what we get for sharing passwords right i know but Um, i'll have to make the splurge obviously it's a business it's it's a write-off anyway oh it's a write-off it's a write-off minus two (laughs) (laughs) it's a write-off um the other things i did gosh i we went to Oktoberfest, which was a couple weekends ago here in cincinnati apparently cincinnati has one of the biggest Oktoberfests in the u.s we have a very big german population that sounds um, like lots fun. of German heritage. It was fun. And then it's now officially fall. So spicy, oh. crunchy, spooky season. I was going to say today was fall. like the epitome of a perfect fall a nice day in Michigan. Fall day. You won't hear us complaining about how sweaty we are anymore when we're recording this season. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I love the pool weather and was sad to see that go. But man, today yeah. was like so gorgeous. We've got mums out front. We went apple picking, like I said. We'll get pumpkins. I love this time. You're of year. such a basic fall bitch, Steph. Such a basic bitch. <laughs> I don't drink a pumpkin spice latte, but if they yeah, had I'm not one, a huge I would, fan of those yeah. either. Apple yeah. cider? Oh, yeah. Especially love when the there's alcohol cider. in it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, happy fall, everybody. All right. Should we jump in 
I am ready. Let's dive this in. Premiere episode of season four, entitled "Positively Bedeviled with Meetings, Etc." That's our <laughs> that's our title. Yes, uh, the actual title is "Dead Guy in Room 4, which is less bum, bum, bum. rolls off the tongue a little bit less. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> All right, Katie, let's jump in. I'm going to take the lead tonight. Um, we start in the cold open. It's the morning after grad night, which is where we left off. You can see the packed motel parking lot because they sold out the motel for the first time. And in Johnny Moira's room, Moira is in bed in her jammies with her vest and her brooch, you know, Mm -hmm. as she does, uh, enjoying her coffee until Johnny whips open the curtains. Now that's what I call a beautiful morning, he says. And she shrieks back like a vampire, (laughs) like like she's melting. Uh, And he's thrilled because they have another full house tonight coming up. So he says things are looking up. He's really optimistic, which is great. <laughs> what did him. she say? Yes, tidal waves of prosperity are raining down upon us. Crashing down on us. She says kind of sarcastically because <laughs> he's like, big waves, big waves. And she's like, yes, dear. And there's a knock at the door. It's Stevie. He's still in this high. He's like, hey there, partner. What's the good word? Like it's 1942 or something. <laughs> and uh, Stevie looks very concerned. So buzzkill right away. Buzzkill immediately. Uh, apparently there is a dead guy in room four. And Johnny's like, what? What do you, what? And he hus- he hustles her in the room. Get inside, get inside. No one else can hear because that's the last thing you want is your guests yes. finding out. Would you be mortified if a hotel you had had a dead guy? I mean, what would you do? Leave? You left for a mouse, so. I left for a mouse, but the mouse, if the dead guy was in my room, <laughs> that's one thing. Okay. The mouse was in my room. I don't know. <laughs> I that's one thing I thought about watching this like what would I do um but he pulls Stevie quick into the room and Moira has overheard she now has her sunglasses on too by the way to black out all this light I love it. um and she's like has someone been killed which I think is where her mind goes to right away as we'll find out is the same for David and Alexis right and she just suddenly spirals she's endured a, endured a conocopia of trauma these last few years but she draws the line at living at a crime scene. And Johnny's like, well, what do you, what happened? And basically Stevie went in to clean a room and she found an old man who was a guest who had died, died in his sleep, in his sleep. Like he's like forever asleep, like, like mm-hmm. checked out without paying asleep. <laughs> she says it. And I like that Johnny's like, okay, it's a little too early to make jokes about this. Too and Stevie, soon. Too soon. Stevie snaps back at him. Often like she snaps more at David. So it's kind of funny to see her snap at Johnny. She's like, oh, I'm sorry. Did you just see a dead body? Like, I'm allowed to make jokes. Right. I'm the one Re- processing Reel it, it in unless you want to go handle this situation by exactly. yourself. <laughs> and what I realized watching this and like thinking back is every season so far has had a death. If you think about it. Season one had Carl's death. Oh. Season two, it was what was the cat's name? Sprinkles, uh, mittens, muffin. Uh, wh- who's whose cat? At the vet, the old lady who came in. Oh, movie. mittens, <laughs> mittens. So mitten died. Yes. Mittens died in season two. Aunt Maureen died last season, and now this. My poor, God, this poor guy right. in four. This is a morbid show. It, it really is. We do end up talking about death a lot in this we show. Have, we honestly have. It's not us, guys. It's the show. It's the show, we promise. Um, so uh, Stevie says it was this old man who died, and suddenly Moira has this look like she's asking for details. Of what did he do? 
what did he look like? Was he old, old, or was he John old? <laughs> Do we know how this man died? <laughs> how this man died. And Johnny is like, we cannot let other guests find out about this. And just then Alexis and David walk in. Ew, they hear, they overhear yes. that there's a dead body. And David too, he's like, I always knew there'd be a murder here. Assuming that's what happened. Assumes that they're going to move out. Obviously, why would we stay here? And Johnny's like, no one's moving. No one's been murdered. Stevie explains he's just an old man who Shit happens, died alone right? in his sleep. Yep. And David's like, that, sound, that sounds even more bone chilling. <laughs> why, than does that, why does that make it worse? <laughs> mm-hmm. And so <laughs> Johnny is, you know, stressing. His his good mood is completely gone at this point. And David, just to dig it in a little further, observes, <laughs> seems like every time the motel sells out, somebody dies. And Johnny's like, we've only <laughs> sold out once. Exactly. I know, exactly. <laughs> it's like the whole, if we get one star added to it's our just, rating thing, it's like, well, how many stars do you have? Zero. It's just like well, reminding one them. now. Yeah. <laughs> now they they're might, back down to zero after this, probably. <laughs> so that's where we begin. A death right off the bat. Some, some drama. And some drama. I got to say, very next day, too. Have we had a season... I mean, it's hard to tell with time spans, but this is definitely next day. No question about it. There wasn't much so. of a gap between season two and three because the whole Jake affair was very fresh and new. Um, mm. But yeah, usually there's yeah, been but at least presumably a bit of time. like some time. But this is there were three day. days between when David drove out of town in season one and when they realized he was gone. Right. So, right. They yeah. had to go find him. Yeah. This is the quickest turnover I think we've had. Yeah. So that's where we begin. Uh, we're going to kind of go character or story by story. Um, okay. There's a lot of overlapping, but I think we'll first follow Johnny, see how things play out for him for a while. Um, he, It's a little bit later that day. He storms back into the kids' room as they're talking, and it's like, okay, you guys need to pack up. We have a full house tonight, and we need your room. We don't have a room to spare, and we don't have time to deal with this dead guy and get everything sanitized. Sanitized. And- you know, Clorox and the TV, the outlets, everything you need to do to get this room right. Let me let me just tell you without I don't want to get into too many gory okay. details, but there is a lucrative career to be made for crime scene cleanup. Like insane. There's a movie, I cannot think of the name, but it was out in the early 2000s. Oh, Emily Blunt and, and Amy, Amy Adams. Adams Amy, is that who it was? Yeah. The Sunshine they, Cleaning Company, right? Something like that. And they yeah. they clean up crime scenes or but where people have died. Like yeah. having just very minimal experience with this. They come. They come the same day. They come quick. They do everything. Like literally everything leaves your house in a dumpster mm-hmm. in a biohazard bag. And it's like kind of amazing, but sad, you know, sad work, obviously. But yeah. someone's got to do it. And I'm sure they make good money because yeah. you got to... Yeah, you got to be the right. It's like day or night. It's like twenty four seven. You got to be ready to do that too. Yeah, that's not the industry for. But it's me neither. (laughs) But it's a process, I'm sure. So they don't have time to do this. They don't have time to do this and deal with the sold out motel. Coming at three o'clock. Um, so Moira comes in. She's all dressed up and she's kind of acting awkward and weird. We can tell something's up in her mind. And she's like, there's no use wasting time figuring out what happened, which isn't even what they're talking about. They're just figuring out what to do now with the whole right. 
guest situation in the rooms. She just comes in thinking like, oh, we should just move on. Let's not let's yeah, not waste time. Let's on. not think about how this man perished. Something's um, up with her or expired. Uh, Alexis is like, why don't you have the guests just stay in your room? But Johnny points out, well, it would take us over a day just to rebox Moira's wigs alone. And I love how she chimes. Not in. Oh one of God. you is trained. And not one of you is trained. Uh, David kind of perks up when she says that as if he almost is. Did you see mm-hmm. him? He's like, uh, I don't he's know. like, I've packed a wig or two of yours. In if my anybody's trained, I'm not surprised it would be David. It would be David for sure. So yeah, Johnny tells them, throw some stuff in a bag, pack up. You're going to stay in our room. And David, I've never just thrown some things in a bag before. So you'll have to give me a minute. And then goes on to even mention, like, I'm going to need a roll of dry cleaning bags <laughs> and some padlocks, which makes me think he keep his stuff in his closet and just lock them. Yeah. So it's interesting. They turn their attitude around, though, at least. I mean, at least they're like, OK, fine. We'll mm-hmm. get our stuff out of here. But they're not going to stay in the parents' room. They both make Ooh. that clear. They want to find Ooh, other arrangements. At literally anywhere else, like in a tent on the side of the road, David says. <laughs> anywhere. <laughs> um, and Moira can see that a lot is going on now. And she creates an out for herself saying, well, there's plenty of work to be done, but I have so many previous engagements. <laughs> I hate to leave you like this as she's literally running away. And and Johnny, like not even really questioning, is like, okay, Moira, I know, busy, busy, like, Maybe he realizes she wouldn't be very much help. Anyway. How much help would she really be? Yes. Yeah. You just get out of my hair so I, we can figure this out. <laughs> it's just drama at this point with her. <laughs> exactly. So he gives the kids an hour to clear out their stuff. Just and, <laughs> and then he's back at the front desk and Stevie comes in. She's apparently been inquiring about what to do. And she ran into Roland, who knows somebody at the coroner's office. And of course, she blabbed to Roland. She felt like she just needed to... to say what was happening and baseball vent. moment because you just don't tell Roland anything you don't tell like Roland this anything and Ro- and Johnny panics now knowing that Roland knows like what is he gonna do and they don't even have time to process it because just then a guest walks in to check out and Roland comes in right behind her luckily he gets the hint like he needs to talk sort in of. code <laughs> sort of <laughs> but his code is talking re- Toilet talk. So read the toilet that died in room four. Read that. Plumber <laughs> will be here in a few hours. I love it when people say that expression. Read that. Re like, that. I think, like, <laughs> like I think Alexis uses it a couple of times too. She does, like, yeah. throughout the season. Read that. Uh, <laughs> I need but to start using that more in my life. He's using this link, this code, but then he drops the ball because he says, yeah, the plumber had another autopsy today, which kind of <laughs> catches the guest's attention. But Johnny's quick on his feet. He's like, that just means toilet uh, on the fritz. There's a toilet on the fritz. Yeah, bad toilet. <laughs> so she leaves. And then Roland says that the coroner will be there later that day. I think he says like between four and five in the afternoon. And Johnny's now panicked because they don't want the guests to see any of this happening. They don't want to see a dead body being dragged out. They don't want to see the coroner's car, any of right. that stuff. And Roland suggests, well, why don't you just keep your guests in your room? The door is locked from the outside, right? Like, no. Could you imagine? It's not a prison. No. It's like a horror movie hotel where you get locked in and got to <laughs> escape your way out. Yeah. And that's Ro- prime like check-in time too. Like if you think oh, motels, yeah. like mm-hmm. check out by like 11 or noon, but. Then check-in is usually like three o'clock. Mm-hmm. So it's that's prime unavoidable. time for people to be arriving and also exactly. going out for dinner or something, doing mm-hmm. their afternoon plans. 
But Roland is like, you know what? I think these people will be fine. I've seen tons of dead bodies as a kid, and I turned out pretty okay. <laughs> and then he's off. So That's a lot a of help of he opinion. was. Oh, yeah, for sure. So it also, really why did he see so many dead bodies growing up? <laughs> One can only guess. <laughs> Weird history of Roland shit. Yes. Um, we've never seen like a cemetery in Schitt's Creek, have we? Mm, I don't think so. No. No. Hmm, just Did you notice on the desk, uh, there were a couple of pamphlets I noticed. Mm-hmm. There's a typical corn festival as usual, but there's also a circus in town and mm. some whitewater rafting opportunities. Now, where you might they? Go. Um, <laughs> down the Shits Creek. <laughs> the Shits Creek Rapids down the river. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, but they were there. That's pretty funny. I, I saw the pam- pamphlets. I didn't pause enough to read the details so i took a a quick peek nice um so it really just leaves johnny and stevie to figure this mess out they've got till Mm -hmm. four to to figure out what they're gonna do about the guests yeah figure out what they're gonna do their solution my guess is it's johnny's solution (laughs) if i had to guess (laughs) is i would i would agree (laughs) go room by room and inform all of their lovely guests interrupting their day and say hey we need you to come to this happy hour from four to five. It's mandatory. <laughs> this mandatory happy hour. You'll be charged a fee for not if attending. You don't come. And so they pop on, pop in on this woman what? and her crying toddler. She's trying to put it down for a nap. And they're being this, so uh, awkward. It's just like with the lice again, where is, they're trying to come up with so this. awkward. This is just our policy. We need you to come. This, to this happy scene hour. for me is the epitome of why I could never have a kid because I can't <laughs> handle that crying toddler just constantly in and the back. I'm like, oh gosh, shut this kid tries up. to yeah get involved during that <laughs> yes. meltdown. Yeah. So this woman is clearly stressed. She's like, well, are there going to be mm. other kids here? And they're like, no, but we have a guest who works at the quarry. Like <laughs> that's part is so stupid to me too. Johnny, what can he sounds kind of like the way like they rocks. talk? The way they talk about that guy, he sounds like he might be a regular uh, guest. Like maybe he comes for business once a month or once a week. Well, we've also just like, we've also heard allusions to the quarry. Ivan worked at the quarry. Oh right, I'm right. Like, where is this quarry? Maybe he is going to be a long term guest. It doesn't surprise me, though. I feel like all these small, ghostly little towns have a quarry on the outskirts. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like thinking like Stephen King, <laughs> where the kids go play. Go play kids go court. play and get in trouble. Dark. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Maybe um, that's where all the kids are in this town. Maybe that's where Roland saw all the dead bodies was at the quarry. They're at the quarry. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't have a quarry in Bad Axe. Oh, boy. That I'm um, aware of. So, yeah, that's kind of where we're going to leave Johnny for now. They're trying to pull all these guests in for this pseudo happy hour as a ruse to cover up this body being removed from the premises. So, uh, Katie, I think we'll take a quick break. We'll throw it to our sponsor and then we come back. We'll see what Alexis is up to this week. All right. Planning for the future can be overwhelming, but this week's sponsor is here to support all of your end-of-life and afterlife preparation needs as you embark on that final sleep. Lawrence's Funeral Home, located just outside of Schitt's Creek, is the place to call when in need of personalized funeral care and thoughtful retrievals and handling of the deceased. For unexpected departures, ask about their express pickup service in partnership with the Schitt's Creek Morgue. When it's time to celebrate the dearly departed, Lawrence's Funeral Home offers a soothing wake environment complete with crushed orange velvet sofas, heavy curtains, moody organ music, and courtesy coffee service with whitener included. Whether your plan is burial or cremation, 
Lawrence's has a wide array of gently used caskets and thrifted urns, and their recently implemented barcode system ensures that your loved one's remains end up where they're supposed to be and nowhere else. So call Lawrence's Funeral Home today and let them caringly prepare a roadmap for you and your loved one's afterlife arrangements. Express pickup service applies only to deceased bodies within a one-mile range of Schitt's Creek Morgue, and hours are limited to Monday through Wednesday, 45 p.m. All right, and we are back. Thank you so much to Lawrence's Funeral Home for sponsoring this episode. Thank you, Lawrence's Funeral Home. And let me just tell you, Steph, having dealt with funerals and morgue preparation, (laughs) that express pickup is totally worth it. (laughs) I'm sure. Sometimes you're up against the clock. Get your shit buttoned up quickly, okay? (laughs) So, so Alexis, what's Alexis doing this week? (laughs) Alexis, uh, now that she found out what's going on at the motel and wants to find other sleeping arrangements for the night, has popped into, I guess, her only friend she can think of right now, Mm -hmm. which is her ex-fiancé and ex-boss now that she officially quit. Yes. Uh, and that would be Ted. So she pops into the vet, surprised to see that the vet, the vet is booming, it's full of applicants for her old job. But she thinks <laughs> these are all customers. She's like, was there a pet massacre or something? Yeah. Like these, again, a very what are, dark these, what are all these sad people doing here? She says right in front of everyone. <laughs> but no, it's been literally one day, not even 24 hours. And Ted has all these interviews lined up. Which just shows you like her job was a hot commodity. There's a lot of people either who need that job or who are qualified. I wonder if Tiffany Serreris was there. Poor thing went to cat camp. (laughs) (laughs) She had to be one of those people, right? Maybe that was the last girl who came out at the end. Yeah. Maybe she's the one with the oily braid. Maybe she's the girl with the oily braid. (laughs) Poor thing went to cat camp. (laughs) To say somebody has an oily braid. That line just kills me. I don't know why. <laughs> like, so mean. Also, that is not, it's mean, but also that is not a descriptor that Ted is going to like pick up on without Alexis pointing out this girl's but shitty hair. Alexis, like, it's so it's the first thing she notices. <laughs> oh my God. I wow. We're unhinged about this scene. We're, we've skipped to the end of the scene, but. <laughs> Sorry, you guys. We'll back it up. Okay. Um, so she's like, yeah, who are all these sad people? And Ted is kind of like shushing her. He doesn't want to let people know that she quit and scare them off. He's like, negative connotation. I think we actually had a fun time working together, kind of Mm -hmm. saying it for the people in the room, which she interprets as meaning something like saucy. And he's like, yeah, are you going to have just as fun a time with these people? (laughs) And he's like, okay, not like that. And she says, well, I just came to thank you, you know, for coming to my graduation which sounded sincere initially, like that's the reason she came. But then you remember her actual motive is right. she needs a couch to crash on. Or she'd probably make Ted sleep on the couch, really, if it played out that <laughs> way. Truthfully, yeah. Um, but he's too busy at the moment, clearly. So she awkwardly kind of looks around for something to do. And she's like turning into Vanna White, pointing at the desk, telling everyone she used to work here. <laughs> Just being super awkward. And Ted, I think just to like break this ice is like, well, you could sit on, sit in on the interviews with me if you want, which she, which isn't a bad idea to get a second opinion. It ends up being a really good idea in the end, but kind of surprised me at first. And so she's like, okay. And as she's going in, she's like, no, everybody, just so you know, I got a job here with like (laughs) literally zero interest in animals. So 
You guys are like, (laughs) you guys are in a good spot. And then as she goes up behind Ted, she turns into this like stage mom. She's like giving them all a pep talk, like motions for them to smile. It's like, have fun. Like she's. I didn't see that. I didn't notice that little gesture. It's a funny. She's just like, she has a little smile uh, gesture, tells them to have fun. Like it's an audition or something. Um, She's a dance mom. She is a dance mom. For the interviewees. Yes. Katie, have you ever interviewed somebody for a job? Yeah. Yes, we have. We have, um, well, this was like October of 2020, this person started, but that was like my first experience interviewing and helping pick a candidate. And it was me and my boss, Savannah. And I don't know, we're so small. So I guess I'm like HR Mm -hmm. technically, (laughs) but like I, we, she wanted me to like ask all the questions. I'm like, that's fine. I don't care. Whatever. It was hard. It's hard to do, to pick the right person. And we were sure we had it between two people and we were sure on this one girl, like we were going to call her the next day and hire her. We both went home and the next morning we both came in and said, we should hire the other girl. (laughs) Like we were both on the same page, like after we thought it all through and stuff and we did. And she is now still working with us and it was Mm -hmm. a great decision turns out. Mm But we also are on the verge of we're about to hire another position as well. So, I mean, we didn't interview anyone yet, but, but it's, it's out there. Up. The job okay. is out there and it's coming. Interesting. Have you interviewed or hired? I've hired like student workers, but that's a very informal process. Mm-hmm. And like I have them send me a portfolio. We have a conversation, but it's like not such a high stakes job. It's more like who's qualified and also available. So... I've never done like a real official interview with like those traditional interview questions. Like that does seem very hard and maybe like unnatural too. It was intense. And I will say it's very hard because, you know, you can't ask like personal questions. Right. If they start giving you personal information, that's fine. But you can't ask them to elaborate on things. Yeah. You know, just you have to be so careful about what you ask and say. Just even knowing those rules feels overwhelming too. Yeah. And um, I did also like I just threw this in just for personality at yeah. the end of everyone. I I did like a series of rapid fire questions. Like you were Coco- that interview? Yes, yes. <laughs> or because it tells. Okay, here was my reasoning. We're okay. such a small company, and you know, like the dynamic can be so messed up by one person. We've experienced that mm-hmm. one person can ruin it for everyone. And we just wanted to make sure we had someone personality wise that fit in. I'm like, this is just a fun way if they roll with it and. If they're not awkward about it, I don't care what their answers are. I just want to see how they react to this. But it was like Coke or Pepsi, wine or beer, like summer or winter, jeans Mm -hmm. or leggings, you know, just stupid crap like that. And most people loved it. Most Mm -hmm. people had fun with it and it was fine. And yeah, it probably was awkward, but it was just like an icebreaker. At least those were like, those were easy questions. It wasn't like, yeah, they weren't like, if you were an amphibian, (laughs) what would you be and why? Like. Get lost. Yeah, no, 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 no. I just wanted like a quick little like personality. Okay, well, are you gonna that. are you gonna roll with things here? Because Can we're kind vibe of fun play. Yeah. Can you vibe? Because we're kind of fun, <laughs> and you need to be fun too. So <laughs> we we that. made a good choice. She's still with us, so okay. we'll see how the next interviewer interviewee. I feel I haven't really sat in on many interviews. I've I've been like a fly on a wall for a few where I didn't really have a say, but like was aware of interviews and Mm -hmm. um, maybe sat in on a presentation. But I think for me, so much of it comes down to like the social elements. 
And obviously there are boxes that need to be checked off if they're qualified. Mm-hmm. But if you're really talented, but just a nightmare to be around, to me, those are things you can pick up on pretty quickly, which yep. is why an interview is important. But I I can be pretty like quick to decide on do I like a person or not. And so mm-hmm. like asking 50 questions and doing multiple rounds of interviews just seems like a lot sometimes. Yeah, it's definitely one of my lesser favorite things I've done in this new position I've had because mm-hmm. it's like, like the decision is all like it was yeah. me and Savannah and ultimately mm-hmm. Savannah is the one that made the decision. Yeah. But she wanted my input a hundred percent and it was like, Oh God, what if we make the wrong choice? And then we have to do this yeah. all over again. That is yeah. what I was dreading the most. I didn't want to do sure. that. So yeah. A little bit high stakes. So presumably they go through this whole day together of interviews <laughs> And I mean, there like was at least a dozen people. It there, was a full right? room. I mean, it's a small waiting room, but it was packed. And so mm-hmm. they're walking their last candidate out. Maybe it's the girl with the oily braid. What's her name? Cat girl, cat camp. <laughs> Tiffany Sereris. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Alexis gives you a saw Alexis. up again. Stage mom, dance moms yes. at the end. I um, loved this girl, though. I saw I did see like, that. We one. will be in touch. Uh, so apparently she did a good job. She and nailed then, it. And then uh, it's it's just the two of them left. And. Ted gives Alexis some credit for the questions she asked. He's like, they were surprisingly <laughs> effective. You know, who would have known some people would accept a cocktail from a total stranger? Is that one of the questions you asked? <laughs> no, it's not. But if they were buying the cocktail and I saw it being made, I would definitely accept it. Mm-hmm. Handed to me by the stranger, definitely not. No. So I hope that yeah. people thought that question through. <laughs> right. But apparently she also asked if you had pet allergies or any allergies and some schmuck was allergic to cats. Like, what are you doing here? So it does show that she's sharp on her feet for these kind of things. Mm-hmm. And uh, she said she was happy to help. And he kind of re- reminisces and gets a little sentimental that, you know, it's going to be different without you. He's going to miss her. And then yeah. they start like doing these cute little boops back and forth and like. It gets tense. It's see this for me. It's it's going to be a thing that keeps happening a little bit. But for Alexis, it was always a little frustrating for me that like her pool of relationship candidates, bachelors is mm-hmm. so limited that it's always just like they keep running into each she other. She defaults you know? back to Ted. You break up yeah. your sexual tension. You break up sexual tension. You know, it's just like, is that just part of small town life too? I mean, probably. Yeah. <laughs> I we talked a lot about this at the end of last season too. We we really had no idea what his hardcore relationship status was, and we're about to find mm-hmm. out here. Well, yeah. Um, because uh, she finally remembers the real reason or the main reason she had come in earlier was to ask him um, if she can crash at his place because she tells him there's a dead body at the motel. And he's like, normally I would say, yeah, but uh, tonight I actually have a date, which catches her by surprise. But she's even like, well, this is probably just a casual thing. So I'll just, you know, come over when you're done or whatever. whatever. I'll drop my stuff off now. And he's like, well, we might like need the apartment (laughs) when when she puts the pieces together. (laughs) Oh, my God. Like for sex, like obviously. (laughs) And then she gets a little flustered. She's like, oh, I, I forgot you weren't single. And he reminds her about this woman who was kind of a casual thing, but maybe now has become something more Heather Warner, which this will develop more over the season. Yeah. Too. We'll actually get Heather, Heather who somebody. wanted him to come wash her cat a couple times. Exactly. Last season. Yeah. Um, so wash her cat. <laughs> uh, so this makes Alexis again, like very awkward and she goes to leave and uh, Ted really like sincerely asks her, 
who would you recommend I hire? (laughs) So he clearly respects her opinion, however unqualified it is. And this is however superficial it is, (laughs) however superficial it is. But this, these, these uh, examples she gives just kill me. I can't even read them, Katie, because I'm going to start crying. What's, I know the first, I know the, the last, what's the first one she says? I'd say the guy. The guy with the glasses. So it starts the guy with very the glasses, mild. Yes. Or, or maybe the guy with the cystic acne <laughs> or the girl with the oily braid. And Ted says, yes, lots to think about there because he but was just, just like, okay. Like those are yes. such Alexis descriptors. Like. I would be so afraid to meet Alexis in real life because she would be very nice Judgy. to me in person. But when she's describing Judgy. me to someone else, who yeah. knows what she's going to say I don't about know. me. I don't want to know her opinion of my physical appearance. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to know either. <laughs> oh, that poor oily Oh, so, I guess we don't really know who we went with. No. And at this point, we don't know where Alexis is sleeping. No. She can't stay at Ted's. Nope. Um, well... Uh, he thanks her and she leaves. And did you catch when she, after she's left, they cut to Ted and he looks quite sad that she's gone. He now. does. That whole last interaction, I almost thought when he said, Alexis, wait, I oh, feel like, he was like something else. he was going to say something else, but then he just stopped himself. And, this is what and, I mean, like and Alexis this. had like a, like a point of disappointment on her face when he just asked, oh, who would you hire? Well, this is all getting a little too Ross and Rachel for me. Like the will they, won't they? Yeah, yeah. You know, and like it's gonna evolve as did Ross and Rachel. But mm-hmm. it's just like make up your freaking minds, people. That's sometimes how I feel. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Yep. Don't waste all this time if you're feeling things. But I, I understand it's complicated and it's yeah. also a TV show. But nevertheless, <laughs> also, we got to stretch this out for a few episodes. So we can't just yes. like make this decision. It's got to be, right be a plot point. Um, so, yeah, that's where we we leave with Alexis and Ted. And you're right. We really don't know where she's going tonight. Right. So um, that's sort of a mystery to us all. Let's end things tonight with David. Uh, the boys, <laughs> the boys are back. I got to say, like, I said this to you before tonight this wasn't to me the strongest episode considering it was the season premiere but this storyline is definitely a definitely an important one Mm -hmm. well it's the morning after how is this we've seen morning afters before we've seen morning afters with jake Mm -hmm. we've seen morning after with stevie and david in the love shack or whatever that room is called (laughs) um So it's the morning after now with Patrick and David. And so we're kind of doing a little bit of a time reverse to after that initial revelation about the dead body, Alexis and Davis, Davis, (laughs) Alex and Davis. Happy day, Alex and Davis. We're getting dressed that morning. And David, did you notice he's managing his nails? He's got like a little cuticle cutter and nail file he and is, stuff. And the leftover cake is still sitting on their table. With no cover. <laughs> come on. Put a put a something they, over they that. probably don't have a cake cover. <laughs> no, but like they have very few kitchen. You're gonna get a couple of bugs in probably that. Probably get some cockroaches. <laughs> oh god. Um, but it seems like David is pacing himself yes. with the cake. So I'm proud of him for that. Like it's yes. not half gone. <laughs> yep. Um so David apparently has been spilling the tea on his kiss with Patrick the night before mm-hmm. and telling Alexis all about, it, which is very much the relationship. Like they like, yes. they like that kind of talk. Like they wouldn't keep that kind of thing from each other. Yeah. 
But Alexis is kind of suspicious of his story, though. Like, just think, though, like of them almost like slumber party, like going to sleep every night and just Mm -hmm. talking about all the things. So I just, it's cute. It's Mm -hmm. cute. But you're right. She's like, so let me just get this straight. (laughs) And he wanted that. (laughs) Like he told you he wanted that. Pull off a bridge, please. (laughs) This season, we're going to have so many good insults between the two of them. Clever writing. And that's the first like this whole season. Mm -hmm. Um, And she points out a good point, actually. You gave me such a hard time for dating Ted and you just jump right in and French your business partner. Fair. Literally the second he peeks out of the closet is what she said. Fair. And in my opinion, much more of a risk because this is a serious. I mean, you guys are in like, it's not like Alexis could just quit the the vet's office. Like she could just leave if she really wanted. But this is like you guys are in deep in this business. So well, that's where I remember last season. We were like, stop shipping these two guys if they don't feel that when like Stevie was kind of hinting and there were other moments Mm -hmm. too. We're like, don't just let them be. But then they found it on their own. And it is very, you're right, risky. And that's why I think they waited too. Right. It wasn't just like an immediate, let's just hook up for fun and see what happens. So that's a that's a fair point on her part, but yes. And on that but note, David, David makes says, a good point. This is the healthiest first mm-hmm. day of a relationship I've ever had. Um, which kind of sounds like a little bit of an Alexis thing to say. They well, both even think about the first relationship history. Well, think about the first relationship he had with Stevie. It was just a high hookup, you know? There was no mm-hmm. real feelings involved at that moment and jake presumably it was you know it was a competition to see who Mm -hmm. who would kiss him first stevie or david and that pos sebastian uh who knows how that started but we know how it ended yeah this is a safe space we're not bringing him into this conversation (laughs) sorry so brave so brave brave. um so (laughs) alexis is like letting uh david know like patrick is the sweetest little button face do not mess this up very much like how stevie was kind of like this is a legit guy last season alexis sees that he's a legit guy too Mm -hmm. and it's not just somebody to play around with and then discard when you're bored or whatever so after that david heads to work at the store and he's wearing his pelican sunnies did you notice oh i didn't notice that he's wearing the white pelican sunglasses which just came out recently you should have stephanie i should have them and i don't i'm so sorry i think i want the rose if i'm gonna go for any i look through their whole catalog i want yeah that's the one i wanted to um the pelicans just had too long of a or wide of a stem on the side but Mm -hmm. on david they're iconic and we'll see these several times this season he wears them more than just once so Patrick is there already at the store. He's stocking the shelves. They give each other a little sweet, you know, Welcome hello, kiss. kiss on the cheek. And he can tell that Patrick's been busy. He's like restocking everything. Apparently he's mm-hmm. been up since 5 a.m. Couldn't sleep. He was thinking about stuff last night. And he had a assumes, lot to think about. David assumes, oh, regrets. <laughs> like, obviously you must have regrets. He's like, no, do you have regrets? And they kind of go back and forth. And they're like, no, like. I'm really happy. And Patrick even says it feels like this weight has been lifted. Mm-hmm. She's a lot to process. A big, a big you can moment tell, for him. too. Noah Reed's such a good actor in this role because mm-hmm. you can just tell he plays this off really well. This yeah. whole this whole being new to this. Well, what I love, what we didn't see from Patrick until really the kiss is a vulnerable Patrick. Like Patrick mm-hmm. was always a little bit more put together and confident and suave compared and to steady. David. And steady. But now he's charting into 
an area of his life that he's less experienced than David. So he's, David feels yeah, he's more... going to be leaning on David for this. And we direction. haven't seen that, but it's very yeah. refreshing. And you're right. Noah Reed plays it so well. Mm-hmm. I have to say leading up to this, I think I was missing our podcast so much last week that I was literally listening <laughs> to all of the musical numbers from Schitt's Creek on a loop on YouTube. We're going to have some music this season. And just like thinking about the show and thinking about Noah Reed. He's such a good actor. I was just like fangirl And musician too. And musician. Yeah. Um, and we'll guy. get to see a little bit of music this season, but yeah, he, he plays this. Steph has a crush on him. I do. I'm so jealous. You saw him in concert. <laughs> um, so David <laughs> kind of changes the subject, suggests something fun, quote unquote fun. Why don't I spend the night at your place tonight? Which really takes Patrick back. He's like, it comes, it comes uh, off quick, right? I think I need to take things a lot slower than sleeping over the first night. I, you know, I want to be honest about my feelings. I think that's important. Think about this. This guy has never even kissed a dude before now, last night. Now he thinks that David wants to get in bed with him. Like, how would he even know what to do? Jump, yeah. <laughs> Which I don't blame him for being like totally thrown off, but obviously. Well, not only it, did he just kiss last night, in many ways he came out of the closet in his own right. mind. Yeah. That's too soon, probably. Yeah. Like, don't rush it. And and David is stuttering like, no, 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 that's not what I was implying. And before he can explain himself, we hear a ding-a-ding. <laughs> <laughs> Moira oh, creates her own sound <laughs> effects as she walks in the store. Moira comes in and... She points out that the store is startlingly quiet. She's like, is that a good thing? And David is already <laughs> it is, flustered it is now. It's very quiet. In there. He's like interrupted in the worst time of this misunderstanding. I know. I and just was so like, mad at this. And he's like, what are you doing here? I thought you said you were booked all day when you bounced from the hotel. And this is where we get our title of the episode, Katie. Yes, I'm positively bedeviled with meetings, etc. <laughs> that is one of my favorite lines. And it's on a lot of swag, too. It's on a, a lot, lot of, of coffee mugs and things like that. Mm-hmm. A lot of like nameplates for somebody's mm-hmm. desk. Like, don't talk to me. I'm positively bedeviled with meetings, etc. Etc. Um, <laughs> and he's like, you still haven't said why you're here. And then she's like, she's- I'd love. She actually looks at date or at Patrick. It's like, I'd love a tea. You know what I'd love. <laughs> and... Uh, David is annoyed. He's like, we don't sell tea. <laughs> and Patrick get, being a sweet gentleman, out. he's in the background. He's like, I'll run and grab you one. And uh, she's like, how serendipitous. Thank you, Peter. <laughs> she doesn't even know. It's Patrick. <laughs> it's Patrick. Um, it's like, you need anything this- else? And she's like, oh, no, nothing for me. Just a scone. <laughs> Come on. This is so awkward too. I was thinking about this as I was rewatching how he's just, and this is just the small town Schitt's Creek life too, but he is just thrust into meeting the parents and the sister and the friend. You know, people wait time for things like they wait some time before you bring them around the family mm-hmm. and the friends. But here's Moira just barging in after the day of the first kiss and everyone knows all the details. But like she doesn't even get his name right too. So also rude on her. Peter. Peter. Um, so, so Peter leaves to go get the tea and scone and David complains. He's like, I was in the middle of a very important conversation. You still haven't said why you're here. And she's like, I have nowhere else to turn and discloses. <laughs> it's probably nothing, but I think I've killed a man. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. And she alludes to her, her 
per- portrayal of Lady Macbeth at some point on a cruise ship in the past. And <laughs> I she's laughed like, about that. I haven't felt this way uh, since I, you know, reprised my role of Lady Macbeth during Shakespeare at Sea Week or something. <laughs> on a crystal cruise ship. Side note, Stephanie, did you know there is a Schitt's Creek themed cruise? Did we talk about this? <laughs> Don't get excited. Okay, no. I mean you. I mean you can get excited. I'm not going, but there is. I don't know who hosts it. There's. It's all over the Facebook groups, and I don't know if it's sold out. But there is a Schitt's Creek themed cruise. Uh, you know, like impersonators and specific game shows and whatnot. It, you know, it's called Moira's Party Boat. Yes. Ah! Yes. <laughs> oh my god, it's in my. I, I wasn't sure. When is it? Does it say when it's sailing? Does it say? Uh uh, itinerary. Oh, there's a drag queen dressed as Moira Rose. Yeah. Oh my gosh. There's a lot um, of like appearances like that. March 30th, 2023. Okay. There you go. <laughs> we there you go. <laughs> Bebe's chamber wig sail away party with fruit wine, <laughs> fold of the cheese dinner and the Rose game show. Katie. I know. I'm not. Are you uh, going to go? This who would I take? Sushant would never Sushant, I can't. Years with me. Um, this would be perfect. You and Sushant could go, and then you could have Moira Rose marry you. Oh my god, <laughs> that's our honeymoon. It's <laughs> Creek Cruise. Not that you're getting married anytime soon or anything, I but mean. just in case. <laughs> oh my gosh, this is. We have to share this this week. This is a stunning. I gotta say though. I so I'm excited about that cruise type thing. And I was like, oh, that would be fun. But that is for like, okay, apparently maybe you and I are a different level of fans, but that is for the people that really want to go all out. Like I love a good costume. You know dress as Shits Creek every day, drag queen parties, which I'm fine with, but like every day on the boat. <laughs> I don't know. Like I think it would be I've too been much on a cruise. Me. I know you've been on a cruise before too. I would rather be surrounded by drag queens and Schitt's Creek enthusiasts than geriatrics losing all their <laughs> retirement money at the it's casino. Good point, because that is that, there's a lot of. I was surprised at the amount of retirees on the cruise when we went that one time. Oh my god! Anyway, I need to see when spring little, break is next year. <laughs> just a little tidbit: Stephanie, Stephanie's going. <laughs> Stephanie's going, guys. I will uh, report back. Wow! If anyone just, else is interested. It sounds crazy to say this. I know because I do a podcast it's about Shit's Creek, Party but Boat. I just don't know that I'm that level of fan. Yet here I am talking about yes, the show every week. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't think I. I... Oh, my gosh. Starts at one thousand dollars. That's the base price for the mm-hmm. for the whole week. Okay. Actually, I think it's a five day cruise. All right. Well, that was a tangent on, and a half. Back on track. <laughs> So Moira is describing her dramatic morning. She thinks she's killed a man. Yes. And she still hasn't explained what happened. But in that time, Patrick, speedy guy that he is, is back Gonzalez. not only her tea, but a drink for him and David's custom blah, 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 bougie coffee drink. And he looks very touched that he got it right. And he got it without even David asking. Like, that's just now something he does. Um, Katie, what is your go-to drink order? Do you have like a very specific? So Starbucks? not super specific, but I like, uh, they call it a red eye or a chai charger at different places. So it's a chai Ooh. latte with a shot of espresso. That's my go-to Ooh. fancy coffee drink. Mine is a chai latte. Um, I usually do almond milk. Um, uh, 
Sushant is quick okay. to point out if I ever say chai tea, he's like, you know, that's redundant, right? That means the same thing because chai is tea. <laughs> okay. blah, 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 blah. <laughs> um, yeah, I like a chai latte, hot or cold. But so I need that little boost. I, uh, I like the hot chai now. So if you need the boost, get the charger, the espresso and oh. a little shot of espresso. You don't yeah, need that. I'm not a coffee person at all. So tea is... still tastes like chai. But... Yeah. And it's called a red eye. Well, it depends on where you get it. I think Starbucks calls it a red eye and Big B calls it a chai charger. Mm-hmm. I know Big B is not like nationwide. That's like a West Michigan mm-hmm. thing, but we actually have a Big B down here. Sushant. Do you? Hasn't oh, been. Really? I was like, oh yeah. I think of Michigan when I think of Big B. Yeah. I think it's like, you know, Meyer area mm-hmm. probably doesn't go too far beyond yeah. you guys. I wouldn't think. Right. Um, I don't I... know. David has two shots of I'm surprised Twyla could get that order right, really, when you think about it. (laughs) Someone else is running the espresso machine over there. So he's back with these drinks, and he uh, mentions the scone, which Moira, like, either forgot she ordered or pretends she doesn't want, which is kind of, again, like, you're not making Patrick feel very good right now. Yeah. And I think she's just throwing out distractions, you know? Yeah. Yeah. she's, She's just being very erratic right now. And... Poor Patrick leaves with the scone. I guess he's going to have it in the back room by himself. And uh, as he thinks about David wanting to sleep with him or whatever, he's having nervous diarrhea about today. And uh, <laughs> you David, had to throw that in there. David finally gets Moira to speak. And she's like, I ran into this old man outside his room. He asked me for a painkiller. And I said, no, she said, I didn't have one, but I did. And she goes on this tangent about how she's been hoarding sample packets from the pharmacy. Mm. And she's just so ashamed that she's doing that that she couldn't even she couldn't help the man she, didn't she couldn't let the world know that you yep. know, she's barely able to tell come to terms with it herself and she's like is this what my life has come to killing a man over a complimentary bolus or bolus <laughs> which i had no idea what that word meant i had to google I it. Looked it i looked it up too it just means like a single dose of a medicine a medication a, a pill it was not in the foils filavery books i did check it out it was not in there um, David asks Moira, he's like, well, with this pill you had even have saved his life, you don't know. We'll let the courts decide. And then that the gets court? David riled up. Am I an accomplice <laughs> now? She's like, I came here to be talked off a ledge, not pushed. And he does a like gest- motion to himself. Yes, Can you imagine this in his leopard print sweater in prison? And Patrick, who can clearly hear everything, interjects. And he's like, can I just say something here? Thank Moira, God. You have nothing. You did nothing wrong. In fact, you're legally prohibited from giving medication right. to your guests. So if you had and he died, you would be more implicated than you are now. And she is so relieved. Thank God you're here, Patrick. Trick. <laughs> David has to <laughs> chime in. Um, He's so, so level headed about the whole thing, though. He like, is. My really. God. Uh, so with this solved, she says she'll head back to the scene of the crime. Takes a hand cream as she goes. And Patrick, again, so sweetly, oh, do you want me to ring that up for you? And she just looks at him, again, kind of being a, a bit of a rudy right now. I didn't want to call her a bitch. Being a little kind bit of, of a, a rudy. Uh, she's like, I paid too much for a wedge of brie last week. So she's just resorting to petty. Calling it now. even. Calling is this even. where Alexis gets it from is what I wonder. Like that, that yes. bug. Like it's all in the family. Like you've been in that situation where people in the family expect like super discounts yeah. or free things, mm-hmm. free oh, yeah. services. Mm-hmm. Might have to hit you up for some of your services, by the way. <laughs> That's fine. 
after after this we'll talk okay some of my alteration <laughs> services i got you um so i do like at one point we get some establishing shots too i i don't know if it's in this moment or not but we see like an old faded farmer's market barn um i notice that yeah. railroad tracks and then there's like a wider street view of the main uh throughway through town main street and i also notice i think for the first time i noticed this there's like an adjacent house to the apothecary mm-hmm. and there's also upstairs windows and i'm wondering do What's people up live up there people or is rent that the apartment is that part of their whole space i'm just curious because this is a- the only building they actually film inside of that's in goodwood on goodwood ontario they right. had a nice uh, shot of the Moira's Roses Garden as well, 4856. Mm-hmm. Saw that. And before we leave the store, I will say those stained glass pictures were proudly displayed mm-hmm. in the back ups, upper wall in of the all store. Their glory. So there was the one that definitely looks like a penis. And then mm-hmm. I couldn't really see if the rest all did. But there's like of, a set of four. They're just, I think the two on the end sort of book in the very phallic. Okay. All right. And then, yeah. Yeah. So those are proudly displayed in case you're mm-hmm. on the lookout we'll for those, those guys. Off again. Yep. So Patrick and David finally alone now. They can they can hash out this misunderstanding. Patrick also mentions, so I can tell that you told your mom about me because clearly right. she she also referred to him as like he's a the he button is face. a button. Alexis was right. She says that as she leaves. And um David is like, well, I, I told Alexis, who is probably the one who told her. But yeah, obviously mm-hmm. nothing is secret in this family. And it's good that Patrick is realizing that now. Um, <laughs> yeah, because it's not going to get any better. <laughs> he also realizes when he was asking to sleep over, it wasn't for, he's like, oh, you know, sex to, to sleep <laughs> with me or whatever. It was because of the dead body. And it's this like cute, awkward moment between them. And then they like... the. The funny thing is, is like two weeks before Patrick offered to let him stay at his house before they were a thing. They hadn't kissed yet. That right. was more of a couch crash. And now yeah. it's like, but he, but David crash? in David's mind, this was probably going to be a couch crash too because mm-hmm. he knew he wanted to move slow. But it was just like, oh shit, he's asking yeah. me to sleep over after a kiss. So yeah, uh, the stakes were a lot higher. So uh, Patrick says, like when. David kissed him the night before. It felt like his first kiss ever. He felt all the warm fuzzies. This Katie, is such a sweet discussion. Let's talk first kisses. Have we talked <laughs> first kisses? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Let's talk first kisses. Let's talk you go first. first. <laughs> my first official kiss on the lips with someone not in my family. I was five years old. It was after school with the boy down the street. And it was out in his front yard. And my older brother, like the creeper he was, was watching us from the garage. <laughs> oh, kinky. I know. I was one of those kindergartners who was like in a relationship like that actually is a thing. I used to have um, a neighbor kid that we rode the bus with and we would always say we were boyfriend and girlfriend and we would like kiss on the bus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that was like child shit. Yeah. First, you literally first- like don't know the person's last name right <laughs> first like, first yeah, real kiss what about that first real first kiss? real kiss wasn't until like late high school i didn't really date in high school at all me neither um and uh i don't know if i'm gonna tell this do it it's too late <laughs> so my i'm realizing this is weird my first real kiss 
was actually with that boy from kindergarten. Oh, really? It's like came back, came back. Life is full circle. It was. um, I had moved away like in third grade. We moved like an hour away, new school district and everything. And then end of high school between like high school and college. That's when Facebook became a thing for me. And everyone is like suddenly on Facebook. You're like looking for old friends and people from your past and blah, blah, Uh blah. And I found this boy. Now we're both graduated high school. And like we actually went out a few times. It was more him, I think, in his mind trying to like recreate. He was more fantasizing the idea of us as childhood sweethearts. Childhood sweethearts. Okay. Um. So we did end up dating for a little while, and then it got kind of weird, and we broke up. But he was. I now I think about it, like my first pretend fake kid kiss, and also my first adult kiss. Wow. Isn't that Full weird? circle on that. Yeah. Yeah. I had, I did not date a lot and at all in high school, really. I had like a boyfriend for like two months and I literally broke up with him because I was too scared to kiss him. (laughs) Not even joking. I dated him for two months. That's not a bad reason to break up with someone. If you're that young and you feel pressure and you're not comfortable. I was, I really liked him, but I was like too chicken shit and naive and didn't know anything about kissing or anything. And he literally... We hung out with a bunch of friends one day and he was like leaving and he went in to kiss me and I turned away and I was so embarrassed that I like broke up with him the next day. (laughs) I was like, I can't do this. I can't handle kissing. (laughs) Then I didn't really kiss anybody on purpose until Joe Mm -hmm. and like our first kiss was like, (laughs) well, then I had this summer job with like these young adults that Mm -hmm. I mean, like younger adults, like mid 20s. And they always used to love like having me around and letting me underage drink and shit Mm -hmm. like that and their summer parties. So then they were like making a big deal that I never kissed the guy. So this guy like kissed me and it was really gross. It wasn't what I would consider my first kiss. Mm -hmm. But my first kiss that I would consider my first first kiss was with Joe. And that was about a month after we started dating, we moved very slow, like didn't even mm-hmm. kiss for a while. Cause again, I had zero experience with mm-hmm. anything and I was leaving for Thanksgiving break. And we were like, I was packing up my car and my friend Morgan was riding home with me. And like, I was getting ready to leave him for like a few days and he like, wasn't going to kiss me. And I was like, just do it. <laughs> That's what I said to him, he's like, do what? I'm like, you know what? And so then he like kissed me goodbye. And meanwhile, my friend Morgan's in my passenger seat, like looking out the window, <laughs> watching the song go down. Oh, that's cute. So then we had to awkwardly talk about that as we drove out to Grand Valley. <laughs> that's cute. Yeah, uh, Sushant and I kissed after our third date, in case you were wondering. So okay. All right. That wasn't a month out, but I feel like we no. have two weeks. Yeah. And then things just snowballed from there. Now we live together and... <laughs> I make him dinner. No, you're a roommate and he crashes on the couch he... every night, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh. So take out the trash. Yeah. All the <laughs> all the fun roommate things. Yep. Um, that's a cute story. So David too kind of says this feels like it was his first time. I like, love even this though it's not he's like, I mean, I like kissed a thousand people, but nobody I and he gets sentimental, talks about how he has never cared about somebody, like cared and respected or thought was nice, which is so sweet, but then also depressing to think about his dating. <laughs> I love this. I don't know who wrote this episode. I forgot to look before. Dan Levy wrote this episode. Did he? Okay. He did. Yeah. I assumed he did based just based on this conversation alone. Cause I just love this line and this whole conversation. 
like so heartfelt for both of them mm-hmm. you know like what a turnaround for david after all of his shitty like past relationships yeah and i like that then patrick gets to sort of reverse <laughs> those roles back again He's him take a little bit more of the like not authority but he gets to dog yeah. david because david mm-hmm. like, i just want you to say that i'm nice and he's like, you're a good person. You're a good person, which I think I think Patrick that accurately describes David. Yeah, I think David and I are a lot alike. Like, I have a a good heart, but I'm a fucking bitch. Like, and I'll admit it. When I met you the day I came in from my interview, I don't think you were nice. <laughs> like, I don't think people would think I'm nice. The problem is I'm too honest up front. Yeah. You know, like I'm just like no bullshit. Yeah. But like I relate to David so yeah. much when Patrick is telling him you're a good person, but you yeah. didn't say nice. I'm like, yeah. I at this point, I know yeah. I'm not a nice person. It's okay. <laughs> but you are a very good person. So yeah, there is a difference. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, that Thanks. ends this Thanks, very <laughs> and I respect you. And I care about you. Uh-huh. Um, so that ends David and Patrick. We have a closing scene. That's going to sort of bring back this dead body. We still haven't resolved. <laughs> the coroners have finally arrived. They're unloading Everyone's their gurney. I hear like this. tropical luau music in the background. The saddest party there ever was. All I hope you're guests. enjoying the cinnamon buns and vodka. <laughs> Ew. I mean, <laughs> which yo, is all but they ew. In uh, red solo cups. In red solo cups. Also, everybody the, has like a quarter of a cinnamon bun because there's way too many of them. <laughs> But hey, this means Ivan's business is still going strong. It so really is. They got this continental breakfast thing down. Yeah. Even though we'll never see Ivan again, we don't think. At least we know he's there in the background yeah. somewhere. Yep. He's helping um, out the hotel. The mom and her little boy are there. The boy is picking his nose. Ew. <laughs> I didn't uh, know. <laughs> Stevie is pe- peeking out the window to check on the whole body situation because clearly this is awkward and they want to be done as soon as they can. The guests look very unenthused. Uh, Johnny's trying to like lead a conversation he's up on the steps like he's on the stage awkward moira comes in and um comes up to johnny and whispers that the men need a few more minutes johnny's trying to make conversation with frank from the quarry did you bring any rocks frank like no i didn't bring it's like me asking you did you bring any window treatments with you (laughs) on vacation no no also he asked if anybody is anybody from out of town uh obviously yes (laughs) If Damien Steele had stayed the night there, though, he would have not raised well, his hand. <laughs> that's true. Uh, and Moira sees him floundering, takes over. Hello, all of you. Isn't this a glittering sea of hopeful faces? Blah, she blah, gives blah. this great monologue about never knowing when you're going to die. Never knowing. It could be around any corner. Or you could be implicated in someone else's death. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Moira. And as she's going on, we can we don't see it, but we hear the van pulling away and Stevie's giving them like the all clear. So as soon as that's over, they're pushing everyone back outside. Go live your lives. Stevie collects their solo cups as they go. She's like, we're not in Vegas people. Um, And and that's That's one of my favorite things about Vegas, how you can just wander around and drink on the streets. We have a couple of those outdoor recreational, like social zones or whatever zones. Yeah. Downtown, which is nice. Uh, So yeah, that's our first episode back. It's it's got its moments, I would say, especially it with, it does with have David a few and Patrick. Laughs. Yeah, some good laughs, some good lines. Uh, Katie, I am bringing back some would you rathers this season. Oh, I've got okay. Just two mm. would you rathers for you tonight. All right, I'm um, ready. My first question is: 
Would you rather go to a mandatory happy hour by yourself at a motel with strangers or would you rather drive a hearse? I mean, the happy hour. Even if it's There's like got- by yourself. With Listen to me, Stephanie. I think you underestimate my love of happy hour. <laughs> I must because I think I would drive the hearse. <laughs> I mean, free drinks like like drive a hearse forever. I, I don't know. Like I don't like I don't like a big vehicle like that. So a vehicle. I would say uh, the happy you would hour. Do the happy hour with strangers. Yeah, I'm too yeah. awkward. Like even if there's a drink, I'm I'm too awkward. Well, myself. a few drinks in, Steph and. Anybody can be anybody's friend. That's true. Even me. And I'm a (laughs) fan. All right. So you do the happy hour. My next question is, would you rather interview for a job to work for Ted or work for Patrick? Who would you rather have your boss? Man, Uh, probably Ted, because I feel like he'd be more lenient and more my work style. My work oh, ethic style. <laughs> that's a good, that's a good I think, uh, train of thought. I think Patrick would be very stick to the rules, be here eight to five. Yeah. You know, whereas that Ted, as we point. have seen, is very flexible in his vacation <laughs> policy <laughs> and his lunch breaks. Turn into going I, I like home. my freedom. <laughs> yes. You know, yes. I think I Ted, would, and I like, I don't like animals enough. I think that is a really good point. I was thinking Patrick, <laughs> but now that I think about it, I'm like, I think I would just be crushing on him too hard during the day. And also and, he would want me to work too yeah, hard. He he would he's a he would be a boss, whereas Ted's a, a friend boss. A like, friend boss. You need your freedom. You get more freedom yes. at Ted's place, I think. Mm-hmm. You're I right. like that. Would you rather I think we'll we'll both go work for Ted. Let's, like I mean, let's plan. be real. Both both are handsome guys. So either way, you're not losing in that section. Yeah. Well, Patrick is not just about the looks. He's just such a cute little button, sweetheart man, as we will continue to find out. A little button face. Yeah. All right. Well, that gets us through our season four opening episode. Excellent. What should we ask our audience about? Well, first kiss stories, obviously. Oh, obviously. First kiss stories. Uh, Steph, we dished ours. So I'm going to challenge our audience to dish theirs because I feel like every time we ask for these stories nobody ever really gives us the juicy details we want so i want to hear these first kiss stories Mm -hmm. what else um interview what are your scariest interview questions that you've encountered interview stories i think we've done interview stories but yeah interview questions have you interviewed someone before would you go on the schitt's creek cruise i think is an important question schitt's creek cruise we could, have a, with, we could have a meetup with we could have a meetup with a fans. Moira's party boat. That could be our unofficial meetup with fans. We'll all go on a cruise. Did um, oh, you want to know one other thing? While we were gone, we didn't talk about this, but I did finish my Bob job shortly after we recorded our last. Oh yeah, good job. So too. <laughs> good job. I, I I left it down to the wire. So okay. Well, we both got it done, and I'm sure and they'll be back next too. year. Good for your mom. And Sushant did it also, right? Yeah. My niece, she started on heel. <laughs> she started on Heelies her heels or whatever they're called, and then she realized that wasn't the sidewalk was too bumpy, so she got her scooter out of the car. And we oh, good. Okay. Good um, but my mom, it was her first ever 5K, and she crushed it. So. Nice. Even nice. If nice work, Mama 60s, P. You can still do a 5K. Proud of you, Mama P. Mm-hmm. 
All right, Katie, what is on the docket for next week? Episode two. Next week, someone's getting some really life-altering news. Um, Alexis is going to jump on board of her next kind of journey for what lies in her future. And then David and Patrick, things are really moving forward for them too. So, you know, this week we're afraid to spend the night on the couch. I think things are going to change next week. So it's getting steamy. Well, good for them. I There's a lot of laughs next week. I'm excited to host. Okay, cool, cool. All right, everybody. Well, please participate in our polls this week. We are back. Let's also real quick, just our schedule for this season. I think. Yeah, good end, reminder. Let's just um, talk through that because it's going to be a little bit different. We're not going to go straight through week by week. I mean, we're going to go in order, but we're going to take a couple of breaks. Um, so we've got three right off the bat. We're releasing yeah. this one this coming Sunday today. If you're listening on 10, yeah. two, uh, and then three in a row, one, two, and three. And then we're taking, uh, two Sundays off, I believe. Mm-hmm. So we'll be back again on November 6th after the first three. Yep. I think and we got three in a row then. Yep. And then I think we take a week off and then we'll be back through December, Three in a row in December. Mm-hmm. And then we'll be into the new year and we'll wrap things up then. Yeah. I think after the new year, we're, we're yep. straight through. But we, we just, just, I have some trips coming up and then we also crazily have the holidays already. So mm-hmm. few things to work around, but hopefully you guys will stick it out with us. Yeah. We'll get through it all together. And I'm already committed to a Moira Rose Halloween costume, even if we're not going to be recording on Halloween. So. <laughs> I need to find we'll, some we'll shiny ex- gold fabric we for will my spec pictures for my baby. I'm yours pants. Oh, yes, in pigtail so. wig. In my pigtail cool. wig. I can't wait to see it. <laughs> All right, everybody. Well, glad to be back. Uh, have a great week, and until next time, best wishes and warmest regards. That's about you, love.